Hello and welcome to the High View Podcast, a gospel-centered conversation exploring theology, culture, and life in the local church. I am your host, Tyler Sweat, pastor of Connection and Community at High View Church, and I'm here today with Pastor Chad Williams. What's up, guys? And <laughs> Pastor Josh Hildebrandt. What's going on, everybody? Man, it has been a minute since we've done one of these yes, podcast has. episodes, and I've really missed it. Although, it's been a really good summer. We, we took yep. a little bit of a break. I think we aimed or we were going to try to do an episode every other week, but we've just been really enjoying um, enjoying summer and doing some vacation stuff, but also trying to be a little bit productive, right? We Yeah, getting ready for fall, man. This yeah. is uh, go time. Absolutely. Absolutely. We, we did an episode, I believe, on not wasting our summer. We tried to do some reading, yep. um, some self-development, some ministry development. Um, so what have you guys been up to this summer? What's, what's some things you've been trying to accomplish? Mm. I am knee deep in a seminary degree, so I'm wrapping up um, a, a degree, uh, hoping to graduate in December, so I've been busy with that uh, most nice. of the summer. Um, uh, between that and stuff here at the church and, and just life, that's been, uh, that's been my summer. So for my last six months, has been selling a house, buying nice. a house, and remodeling a house. Um, so that's just been crazy for us, but we're about to reach the home stretch of that so looking forward to having that behind the us. home stretch oh hey yeah, let's good. go that's pretty good hey tyler what have you been doing oh man i just <laughs> got back from a trip to our grandparents cabin which was really restful really really great i've been doing a ton of reading this summer uh been knocking out a reading list if you follow tyler on social media you yeah. should know this i i've knocked out about it's been shaming everybody this summer <laughs> Which is unusual for me. That's I've really awesome. tried to cut That's back great. on cut back on social media, cut back on Netflix, and try to be a little more productive in my Pro- personal productive. development. Yeah. So one of the things I think we all Good segue. acknowledge is uh, we're pretty busy guys. You know, even though some would assume that pastors don't do all that much, right? They work one day a week, buddy. One day a week on Sunday, but no, we have you know lives that we want to manage well, and and I feel like everybody, if they're good stewards of their time and, and the things that God has given them, they're going to try to be productive with their, the time that they have. And so that's something we aim at. We aim for uh, productive days in the office, productive meetings with people to, as we care for church members, as we try to uh, run the ministries that we're in charge of. So yeah, something that we value very highly at Hive Church is productivity. So I uh, just want to start by asking why. Why do we value productivity so much? That's a good question. I- there's a Wayne Grudem quote that um, when we were talking about this particular uh, topic uh, that I remembered uh, trying to well, look it up, I remembered a little bit of it, but I wanted to make sure I got this right. But this is, I thought this was really, really helpful. Um, he says that it may be that God created us with a lot of needs um, because he knows that the process of productive work would be an opportunity to glorify him. Mm-hmm. And that that's a really helpful, I think, starting point, understanding kind of why we, you know, feel a need. Hopefully we feel a need to be productive. Right. God designed us with that because it's a part of the design of all of creation. Yes. So there's this subduing the earth and having dominion over it that requires intentional effort. Right. And then part of that intentional effort, then going drilling down further is productivity. That's a part of it. And uh, so I think that's a, at least when I initially, when initially started talking about doing that, that's what I thought about um, 
but I think that's a good starting point, at least, when yeah. we're talking about this particular topic. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think when people think of productivity, you know, you ask why it's important. And first and foremost, my simplest answer would be because there's a lot to, to do. There's a lot of <laughs> things that need to be done, mm-hmm. right? Good things. But the, the negative aspect of productivity is I think, you know, people relate it to busyness, which they're not the same thing mm-hmm. at all. Um, you know, I think if you're being productive, you're busy. But if you're busy, you're not necessarily being productive, you know. And, um, and uh, I think the negative vibe kind of around productivity comes from the, the reality of, the busyness that we fill ourselves in and it's kind of part of the fall, just this futile mm. way that we work. Right. Right. So we're all, we're ever striving, but like never reaching that stage of rest. Right. Yeah. So there's this sense in which Christian labor, of course, that's not to say we don't get weary. We do get weary, of course, but there's a, there's a sense in which what we're working for is not fighting against the rest that we have too. like the two are not, mm-hmm separate from one another but they they're like parallel and they work together and um you know so i think productivity is is all tied up like when what pastor chad said it's the glory of god it's what we were created to do we were created to be productive to do things like you see that right away in the garden like god gave adam something to do right and that wasn't after the fall that was before Uh, the fall and it's so important for us to remember that that was a part of how god designed us to to work we were created to uh, enjoy his creation. We were created to manage with him, to rule well with him. And so, yeah, we see in the fall, the curse is not that we have work to do now. The curse is that work is now toil. It's Yeah, there was work before the fall. Right. right. Yeah. Now we just find it to be not very fun. It's mm-hmm. not very enjoyable. Uh, but Josh, you're absolutely right. We have so much that we need to do, uh, no matter what your job is. You, you probably... Uh, if you're listening to this podcast, you may be in church ministry somewhere else, or maybe um, you, you're just a member of a church that wants to find meaning in what you're doing. I think the the Bible's pretty clear for us, not only that we were created to do work, um, but I, I love this quote from Ephesians 5, when uh, Paul kind of encourages us to look carefully how we walk, how we live, mm-hmm. not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time because the days are evil. Yeah, and yeah. I think that has to do with... Um, just basic Christian life. I think that has to do with um, stewarding our relationships well and, and evangelizing. I think it has to do with all that. But I also think it has to do with our work, how we're using our lives, how we're using our gifts and our the tools God's given us. We need to make the best use of the time that we have. Um, because our days, I think when he says the days are evil, um, really means they're distracting from the glorious things we could be doing for God, um, the good works that he's created us to do. Um, yeah, so, there's a certain uh, futility yeah. that I think he's alluding to there as well. Mm, yeah, um, Matt Perman in his book, uh, What's Best Next? Uh, and there's another good book, by the way, on productivity. I know Tyler read this summer, right? Yes. Unstuck. Unstuck. Great Very good book. book. <clears throat> Excuse me. The uh, scarcity of time, he says, is the reason we have to concentrate on one thing at a time. Mm-hmm. And so understanding productivity is a Christian stewardship issue that arises from the fact that we're stewarding the most precious thing we actually have, which is time. Yes. That's what makes it so important to talk about. Mm -hmm. We're talking about how you manage the most valuable thing you have, which is time, your days, the days that you have. And I love this kind of an expanded definition of that from uh, Tim Challey's book, Do More Better, which we've talked about a lot, another productivity book. Wonderful um, title. Where he asks, what is productivity? And he essentially says, productivity is, the, is effectively stewarding my gifts, talents, time, energy, and enthusiasm for the good of others and the glory of God. 
right. uh, which I think is a really cool way to explain that. It's not just I've got to do the most. I've got to do the most things I can in this short amount of time. Yeah. It's I've got to manage the, the tools that God's given me and my gifts and my talents within the time that I'm giving given, and I actually need to steward my enjoyment of those things. Yeah. Mm. Right, Tyler, you read that passage about redeeming the time, and I, yeah. I think that's a wonderful biblical definition, if you will, of proper productivity. Like that's what productivity really is. It's mm-hmm. just redeeming the time. It's, it's, you know, looking at chaos and kind of trying to bring order to it. But, you know, I think of, um, you know, the, the average person working the nine to five and they're going to work and they think, how do I, how do I redeem the time? And, you know, I, you know, I remember um, some of my nine to five days and, mm. and, and thinking in those terms, as I'm, I'm working those jobs, a lot of times it was hard for me to, to really want to be productive because I had disconnected the task from a personal ownership of it. Yeah. You know, and one of the things I don't find hard being productive is managing what I consider to be mine. Oh yeah. Like what I have stewardship of. I really yeah. want to be productive of that, you know, my home and what's mine. Right. And right. so I, I think of, you know, um, in my own life as I'm striving for productivity in the areas that I'm lacking that in, it's probably because I don't have ownership of it. Right. I don't see mm. everything as unto the Lord and I'm thinking yeah. this doesn't really matter. And so, you know, um, I think that's an important aspect of pursuing productivity is, is seeing that everything we have, right, is, is to be stewarded unto the Lord. Right, which that's what stewardship means is that it actually doesn't belong to us. A steward is someone who manages someone else's property right. for them. And so really we see that all that we have is God's. Right, and that's, that's the weird part is yeah. I want to steward and be productive with what I assume to be mine. Assume, yeah, that's but it's a, not really mine to begin with. It's right. all the Lord's. And if we have that right mindset, then we can start being productive with things that are a little bit outside our direct mm-hmm. circle, like yeah. our, you know, who we're working for. And, um, and I think that that's when we really start to show Christ-like, you know, service right. uh, and productivity in our you know, spheres of influence. Absolutely. So as we talk about this idea of productivity, I think we all have some particular tools and habits that we have developed or found that we uh, make the make use of to be productive. So I wanted us to spend the rest of this podcast just trying to share with our listeners some of the tools that we find helpful to be more productive managers of what God has given us. So we're going to break this down into a couple of categories. We're going to share the tool that we each use to manage our tasks, to manage our time, uh, some tools that we use to manage things at our own church, and then also just kind of overall organization of the the stuff we the information that we have, the content we create, how do we just kind of overall, how do we organize the, the content and stuff that we have? So I want us to start with uh, task management tools. What are some of the tools that you guys use for, for managing the day-to-day tasks? Well, I'm a big list guy. Mm-hmm. I like lists. Um, and so I've always had either uh, a notepad or something back as long as I can remember, honestly, most of my adult life. Um, but uh, over the years, um, I've become a huge fan of Mm. an app called Todoist. Yeah. T-O-D-O-I-S-T. And it's a a list app, uh, but you can break it out into categories. uh, And I I feel like um, you schedule them out and and do different things. Um, It's just a really simple Mm -hmm. interface to deal with. It's it's just very clean. Uh, it's, It's not a lot of hassle. I feel like I wouldn't say I'm the most technologically uh advanced or uh that's probably accurate yeah uh so <laughs> that's like a, <laughs> <it's> like a <laughs> i'm sorry 
that's an inside joke because I'm terrible with technology generally. But uh, anyway, so yeah, so Todoist is just a really easy to use, easy to jump in uh, list uh, app. And uh, what I like about it too, I, it's uh, obviously uh, able to populate across all my devices and different yeah. things. So whether even you know uh, whether it's the uh, web app or my phone, it's all you know I'm, I'm checking lists off there that that get checked off other places. So there's just a lot of a lot of things about it. I, I mean, I use it every single day. Yeah. Um, what, what's one of your favorite features of that particular app? The the easy to use aspect of it. Okay. I mean, yeah. to start with, I mean, because the reason I, I say that's the most important thing for me is I feel like generally speaking, a lot of people don't use these kind of tools because they're just, they just seem clunky or hard to get into sure. or hard to navigate or hard to start. Yep. And so it's like, Oh, I get this like big, and I get uh, friends of mine, you know, recommend different stuff to me all the time. It's more complex than to doist. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so, but there's a, there can be this kind of like, owner's manual feeling to it like wow i gotta learn all this like oh sure to do this is just so simple and straightforward um and the reason that's so important is what honestly there's these particular items aren't very helpful if you don't use them right like none of these apps or the tools we're talking about if you can't or won't use them regularly they're They're not gonna they're pointless yeah they're pointless so uh just the man you can ease into to doist and and get the hang of it pretty fast but also you can, as you learn the app better, you can kind of figure out ways to like, you know, using things like flags for, you know, important particular things during mm-hmm. the day or scheduling and projects and everything. There's, there's things you can use more of it, but for a simple task yeah. list, it's, it's my favorite. Great. So. Josh, what about you? What do you use yeah, to so manage your tasks? Chad turned me on to Todoist a while back and I've, I've used it um, successfully for little seasons. Also, I've jumped over and used Trello. Uh, for a while, I, I enjoy that one. We've used that one kind of collectively as a staff. Found it very helpful to kind of move tasks along. You know, as they promote, if you will, one task leads into another task. That's really yep. helpful for that type of thing. But at the end of the day, kind of personally, what I use the most, um, and this is super simple, but I use my notes app on my iPhone. Yeah. And and it just it, you know it tie, obviously it's connected to my uh, my MacBook, and so I'll make a note on my iPhone and. Um, and I'm, I'm in the notes app just multiple times a day and I just pull up kind of the note I had before and, um, you know, see what's in it and edit it and move it. It's just, it's always working, changing task list. Okay. Um, so you just keep a list in one of those notes of right. like today's right. task or how so do you manage I, that? It, it's a couple of different things. So sometimes I'll have a note that, um, is like that, a working processing list that changes mm-hmm. other times I'll, you know, literally take notes that are important. And so that ends up migrating down the list, but it's always there for me to go back to and reference. Yeah. Um, so there's usually always one working note in there. That's kind of like the task that I'm currently working on this week or this cycle, this month, whatever. Gotcha. And then there's other notes in there that have pastoral matters on them that have just all kind of stuff on them. So Very cool. I'm a, I'm a big, simple, just notes guy. And that's how I, that's how I, that's great. Yeah. Um, I think the key here is just like, uh, Chad said, find what works for you. Don't, you know, necessarily, you don't have to, you know, if you have a, a buddy that's more productive than you, which I often, you know, see Chad knocking out and Josh too, y'all both knock out so much. And I, you know, look at the tools you guys use. Uh, but for my, uh, kind of most used tool right now for just managing tasks is one that you mentioned, Josh is Trello. 
uh, as I've looked into Todoist and, and a couple of other of those lists app, but I'm a much more visual person. And so the, the picture that you get with Trello is a board with different, different lists all on the same board mm-hmm. and different tasks or the, the to-do items are, um, you, you create them in a new card. So each task can be created as a card and that card can actually hold a lot of information in itself. It's mm-hmm. not just the name of a task within that card. You can have a description. <laughs> you can have uh, a checklist within each t- uh, card. You can have mm-hmm. comments going back and forth uh, with a team within a card that's within a list that's within a board. And so uh, that's what I actually met, uh, showed to Chad and it was a little more complex than, than what he was used to. Um, but it's actually, it's been a helpful tool for me to be able to create a spread of uh, different lists that are actually, the way I have sh- have mine shaped right now is a list of big projects that then kind of leads into a list of all the tasks that need to be done in the future. Mm-hmm. The next list beside that is a list that I will move those tasks to as they need to be done today. So there's a list that's the tasks that are going to be done today. And then from there, I move them to a completed. So you can kind of see visually the things that need to be done in the future uh, for those big task items, those big project items, and then uh, just kind of move them as you do them to a completed folder and then archive it. And I've, I've talked to Chad. I think the biggest thing for me is being able to see, not, not just like in an app crossing it off and it deletes and goes away, but being able to see like a big list of, okay, I actually accomplished a lot this week. Yeah. And having that visual is really cool. Plus, there's a lot of other functionality that's really it is it can get really complicated but it's pretty pretty useful pretty simple i think the big part of landing on which tool you're going to use is is in what you just mentioned which is what do you need to feel or see Mm -hmm. in order to spur you on to more productivity yeah right so so for you it's it's a visual thing i was thinking about this the other day because that's really that's a good point you see almost this like flow chart thing of like they were here and then they went here and now they're in the complete. Now they're completed. Right. Yeah. So you're seeing that uh, for me. And one of the things I, I love about Todoist is I love my favorite part of Todoist using Todoist is at the end of the day. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, if you can, and if you had 20 items on that list or you had 15 or whatever, mm-hmm. um, it'll tell you this one. It's my favorite part. It'll tell you, you completed 15 tasks today. Enjoy your night. <laughs> I, I yeah. love how hospitable that's, and encouraging. It's very kind. To do, it is. Yeah. I feel like so to do this is heart like is. Tyler enjoys kind of the process. He likes yep. watching the process. You like you like the finishing a task. Oh, and we're getting I'm, into enneagrams. Yeah, you know? I'm, I'm close that, to might. that. See, I'm I'm like Chad, but I think even further. So for me, I like to use notes because I think these apps become like one more task for me. Mm. And so I I love. I'm very task oriented. And I love yeah. envisioning the finishing a task, okay. the enjoyment of seeing it done and, and then moving on to the next thing. Right. Um, lingering task drive me crazy. Something okay. that's, we can't get to right now. It's going to sit there for a while. It's like just in your Trello thing and you know, it's sitting there. Yeah. That drives me crazy. Right. So you need it. If you're working on it, that's when it's in a list yep. and that's when it's going to get done. Right. And, then, I, and, yeah. then it, and then it's gone. Like and the next thing, move right. on to the next thing, the next okay. thing. Um, hmm. So I think that's why I like notes because it's, it's not in my face as much, um, you know, and I'm focused on getting something done because there's something else that has to be done after that. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, so I think we all acknowledge, you know, tasks are kind of the important part of productivity. It's the things that you need to get done. 
Uh, so find something that works for you. You know, look in these into these apps. Uh, maybe find another one that works for you. You can let us know what that is. If you find something else that's, else that's really helpful for you, we'd love to hear about that. So next, now that we've kind of talked about how we manage the things that we have to do, we talked earlier earlier about the management of our time. So what are some of the tools that you guys use just to keep a track of how much time it's going to take to do those tasks? Um, kind of the the big picture of your week, your month. Your, how do you schedule out time? So I'm on Google Calendar. Google Calendar is Mm. starting point there. Um, So, you know, use that every day. Um, And then for me, from a time management standpoint, it's really important for me to be able to give intense focus to certain things, particularly preaching weekly. Um, So I I have this like project due every week, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And uh, so having focused time where I'm either reading or writing a sermon is really important. So, I actually use something called the Pomodoro timer. Mm. And uh, it is a timer that essentially uh, is it's a 25-minute 20, timer. So you have 25 minutes of focused work. Okay. So the idea is you focus and work on whatever you're working on for 25 minutes. At the end of that 25 minutes, you can adjust the times, uh, but the 25 minutes kind of standard for this format. Uh, after 25 minutes, you get a five-minute break. So there's five okay. minutes of just mental break, you know, um, and then it starts again. And so there are four 25 minute rounds, each separated by five minutes. And then after four of those, you have a 30 minute break. Mm. Yep. And I just, I use it every week in sermon prep. Uh, it keeps me focused because one of the things, whether it isn't, it's not just for sermon prep, but anytime you're working on something for work or a project or whatever yeah. it might be, um, you need focused thought um and so when that pomodoro timer's on um there's no there's no facebook scrolls twitter scrolls it's just focused on that and uh so i feel like that's that's the most helpful tool i use for time management i think that's that's super helpful so for me there's a couple different categories of types of work that kind of happen in the the pastoral side of it there's the time where you you can't really keep track of time, like the more pastoral elements, right? And yeah, you, yeah. you just, you, you don't know how long it's going to take and you just, you just do it. Yeah. But, but then there's so many other tasks like Chad was talking about in the pastoral ministry where you got to sit down and you got to think about a ministry plan or right. something to do that that's just going to require thought. And depending on how disciplined you are in there and how focused you're either mm-hmm. going to have productive time or you're not. Yes. And, and you know, there's also a lot of distractions in ministry. And so sometimes, you know, what I've found in my past is that I've technically been working, quote, working on something for Mm -hmm. four hours, but I've also been distracted within that time so many times that there hasn't been really any good solid work. So I haven't used the exact system that Chad uses, but I do the exact same thing, basically. I'll take and I'll say for the next 30 minutes, I'm not, I'll shut down everything on my computer besides that one thing Mm -hmm. and try to focus in on that. Um, Yeah. You know, and so you know, it's those two types of things as I'm thinking of time management. Um, there's the the broad thing where you can't really track it in 30 minute blocks. You know, you don't know you're going to someone's house or something. Right. Um, and, and so for those things, it's more big blocks of time, Google calendar, I, I set apart two hours or something mm. maybe. Yeah. And then there's task, like I've got to get these things done. And so I try to be, you know, to block out the time for, right. for thought and stuff. Yeah. That's, um, those are those are good things. I've tried to to implement the what's it called Pomodoro Pomodoro mm-hmm. type of a, a timer thing, which that really helps me. 
but I'm all the time distracted. Even when I try to do the focus work, my brain is like, what's going on on Instagram? Or like sometimes somehow I black out and I'm over, you know, on Facebook or in emails and I'm like, oh, and I was working on this particular task. And so, yeah, trying to implement some of the, the simple things. Of course, I'm, a, I'm an Apple guy. I've got all the uh, computer and the iPhone. Um, and so they have a, a helpful feature. It's just called Do Not Disturb. And so that's a helpful thing yeah. that just turns off all of your notifications for a set period of time. Yeah. And that really helps me if I, you know, intentionally just say, I don't want to have any incoming, you know, dings and buzzes that are going to distract me. Uh, but also for me, getting in a particular place helps me focus as well, um, which is ironic. It's not necessarily isolated with nothing going on around me. That actually makes my mind wonder. Mm-hmm. So I actually like to be in public places. Well, I actually feel like I focus more when I either am around a lot of noise or people like, so like coffee shops or even, which sounds kind of weird, but like uh, the library that we have locally has windows. So you can kind of see out mm-hmm. and, and people are around you. So I don't yeah. feel like I'm isolated, but I'm isolated. My mind wanders, Yeah, um, which is strange. Cause I feel like that's the opposite of how everyone else is. Right. But, um, but yeah, just finding the place and then really turning off all the extra stuff. Like yeah. you said, Josh. So for me with helpful. social media, I find it obviously to be a distraction too, but the weird part about social media is a lot of times some of pastoral work, some of the stuff we're doing is on social media. Mm -hmm. So I might be like legit focused on a task and I'm doing it through a member's Facebook page. That's a good point. And so what happens though is because there's that crossover, I can then think when I'm on social media in a non-productive way, it still feels like work. So I have Mm. these two mindset shifts that I'll go into where I'll say like, Facebook, any Facebook right now or social media right now would not be working. Like yeah. that, the Facebook's turned on into that category. Right. So when I'm in that mindset with Facebook, like if it by default pops up, I'm like, nope, can't, mm-hmm. not not going there right now. Yeah. And then I have the you know the the other mindset where I'm maybe being productive with social media. So I'm sending messages to a group or posting yeah. a video on a group, and um, I, I found it helpful because it, that default mindset of social media pops up mm-hmm. and it's cross related with work. So I put it in a category sometimes of like no, no Facebook, no right. social media right now. Yeah, yeah, that's good. As far as um, tools for, for this, I know I'm also really just use the Apple calendars app because you can subscribe to Google calendars. I know we kind of share our work calendars and have invites to events and meetings and things. So those are all really helpful. Um, so those two things, uh, t- task management and time management tools are really kind of the big picture productivity day to day, get things done type of tools. Um, next I want to kind of shift into organizationally, like how do we make sure that we are organized with the things we're working on? Um, what tools do you use to, to write, get things done, those kind of tools for larger, um, organization. And I know earlier we talked about that we use one tool that actually helps us a lot with our church yeah. management, our church organization, which is planning center. Yeah. Josh, we'll let you kind of talk a little bit more about planning center. Cause I know you're the yeah. planning center guru. This portion the- of the program is provided by <laughs> our yeah. friends at planning sponsored center. by sponsored <laughs> by planning center. Not really. No, planning uh, planning center. center I, I think most people are probably familiar with it. If you're not, um, Congratulations. We've just introduced you to a wonderful resource. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called the Planning Center, um, and it's planningcenteronline.com. It's a, um, a, a suite of apps. They're all cloud-based, all online. And boy, is it sweet. It is sweet. And these, it's from anything from check-ins, which allows you to you know, um, check in groups and nursery, 
Uh, there's a groups app. There's a people app, which is just a general database for managing members and just really any, any people at your church. There's registrations and resource and then uh, services, which is an app that allows you to plan out the liturgy uh, for your Sunday morning service or any service and then schedule all your volunteers. So mm-hmm. we use services every week. Multiple ministries use it. We schedule all of our worship team members. Uh, we, we put our songs up there. It manages all the chords, uh, what positions people are playing, times yeah. to show up. It sends out emails in bulk. It's a wonderful software. I mean, if we didn't have the software, you know, we, it would make ministry more difficult. Um, and because it's all together, it's all integrated, so they all communicate. Um, so go check out Planning Center if you don't use it. We found it extremely helpful. Yep. Uh, we have our groups, our small groups in there, our pastoral care teams that we manage. Um, just a wonderful resource uh, you know, for our organization, and it helps us tremendously. Yeah, it's been really helpful for me, especially the, the couple of things you just mentioned with groups. As I've kind of come into right. this role managing our community groups, um, it really is a powerful way to create not only the back end of like how to manage the people that are in the groups, but the, but the front end of how people can sign up for groups. You can mm-hmm. uh, create a page where people that's can right. go and find the, the group that's closest to them and they, they can oh, see yeah. who's leading it. It's actually a really, really powerful thing. And then, of course, the big the hub, I think you mentioned, is, is the people. That mm-hmm. you can kind of keep lists of all the different types of people, members, uh, guests, and you can manipulate those can in, run, in some really helpful you know, ways. Uh, you can create workflows. Yes. So you can run automated tasks. You know, so if someone is entered into the members database, That'll trigger a workflow that can go to Pastor Tyler and say, hey, this person needs to have, you could do whatever you want, mm-hmm. a welcome email. And then when that task is done, it creates another workflow. It's, uh, you know, it, it can be kind of as simple as you need it to be, just a database where you store a bunch of information. Yes. Or you can take it all the way to like automating stuff where messages are automatically sent out. It's, mm-hmm. it's pretty awesome. Right. Chad, do you have anything to add with, with Planning Center? I don't know. It's right, a great moving, tool. It's moving great on, tool. moving on. No. <laughs> um, as we said, Chad's not the most technologically savvy of mm. of our staff. Um, it's okay. That's why he's the grandpa. <laughs> That's true. Grandpa and staff. Um, so finally, let's just move to kind of overall. I don't know. We just say things <laughs> into microphones and it gets recorded. Who knows? Um, let's move to the last kind of category, just overall organization. What do you use to organize your files? Uh, what do you use to create content? Do you use a particular writing place? Like, how do you guys do this? Keep all my phone numbers in one of those things. You Rolodex, Rolodex, Rolodex. and yeah, mm. I keep it. I mm. keep it alphabetized just so it stays organized. He's the Michael Scott of. <laughs> oh, he's got the the Rolodex. No. We use a Google um, professional app suite or whatever is I guess what they call it. So that allows all of our staff to have, well, you know, a a, a common Google drive um, and email and calendar and all that stuff. So Google drive, um, I use that uh, primarily, you know, for files. And um, of course I have multiple also do iCloud and stuff like that. But, but for high view stuff, it's mostly Google drive um, that, that, you know, where I keep everything together and stored and nice. Yeah, I use Evernote. Okay. Um, I'm not sure. Uh, would Evernote fall into that category? Uh, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Organization. Content management. I mean, just keeping everything yeah. mm-hmm. in one place. Um, I found to be extremely helpful. So I use Evernote a lot. Evernote, Word. I've been pretty boring when it comes to that kind of stuff, like what I'm using to produce sure. content. Yeah. Uh, but as far, as far as like keeping content organized and 
uh, everything that would be Evernote. And I highly recommend Evernote. I'm a big fan. Yeah, Evernote's really cool. Um, you can create different notebooks. And in those notebooks, you have the notes. And uh, they're really, we use them a lot during meetings. I'll take, you know, notes and share the notes with each, you know, each of you guys. Um, that's, that's a tool that I use as well. One of the things I found most helpful, again, mentioning that I was, you know, I'm a big Apple fanboy. They have kind of new, newly introduced and have kind of streamlined the connectivity between uh, all the devices through the iCloud. Mm-hmm. So you can have like, yep. I know on the phone, I think two, two iterations of iOS ago, they created the, the files. You could just go on your phone mm-hmm. and access all of the documents that you have yep. stored. And so that's really cool to have that um, crossover as well as Evernote. You download the, the app on your computer and your phone and those sync up pretty pretty quickly. I use the, just the Apple pages uh, for my, most of my content creation stuff. But one of the tools I know that we, I think we all use fairly a lot for like graphics creation is called Canva. Um, mm-hmm. That's a, a pretty neat little tool that's uh, it's online based and you can, uh, there's an app for it as well. You can create graphics there. But uh, yeah, for me, when I create something or store it, I usually just store it on my computer. And then um, if it's a note or something that I'm just like kind of brainstorming, I'll use Evernote and just kind of keep my brainstorm ideas there. Yeah, Evernote's an uh, incredible resource. Another thing I use just thinking of productivity, and th- this might just be me, but I don't know, it, maybe someone else out there uses this or would, would need it. It's a tool mm-hmm. called Grammarly. You guys yeah. ever heard of Grammarly? Grammarly oh, yeah. is great. Grammarly is awesome, and I, I even paid to have the little more robust version, but it's super helpful just in tightening up your grammar, your right. spelling, just your wording, um, making you a little smarter than you really are. So, mm-hmm. you know, if you're, if you're having to type things and people see emails, letters, check out Grammarly. There's a free version of it. It's like the MS Word, you know, squiggly red line, yes. but on steroids. And that thing super will helpful. Yeah, it'll check like pretty deep into the grammar of the right. sentence, but also then you can like click on each word oh, yeah. and it'll give you substitute words. Like you, you said this sentence this way. Maybe you could say it like this. Maybe you could say it a less dumb way. <laughs> Try harder. <laughs> Try harder. Do more better. Do more better. Grammar um, is a great tool. Yeah, anything else? Any other just random tools you guys use day to day that help out your the quality of your work, the productivity and the things you get done nope that's, that's about it yeah. <laughs> i think that's it audible's great audible for reading books except having them read to you yeah audible's great i find okay. that very helpful when you're trying to read multiple things have one read to you while you're driving yeah so i pick certain books that are like this this is an audible book in other words i can have this one read to me and then there are certain books that yeah that I makes sense read. i'm more i'm more of a podcast guy for for in the car and yeah, but you think about productivity and you know, getting true. getting books read is is a goal and a task. Audible yes, is super helpful. Like honestly, like I said at the the top of the the podcast, one of the biggest the biggest shifts that's helped me be more productive is just not waste my time on stuff like. Now I still enjoy Netflix and, and watching shows and stuff like that and, and social media, but I know for me, I I can just really easily get into that hole of just. Yeah scrolling sure. and mindlessly using that time or or just plopping down in the evening and watching Netflix um, but really yeah just trying to use any of these tools and any of the habits these habits to just make better use of of the time to actually develop yourself you're absolutely right it's much more better much more better for you to read or to be you know fueled in, in some way like that rather than just mindlessly consuming content 
So, um, well, I, I hope this wasn't too rusty, right? We, we've been out of studio for, for a few weeks. Hopefully this has still been helpful. If you want to give us some feedback on that, if you just if you think we've lost our touch, let us know. <laughs> Go to your favorite podcast app and uh, give us, you know, at least a three-star rating and then let us know what you think but definitely a five star if you can um all the tools that we've mentioned uh, we will link them in the description uh, of this episode and uh we're gonna see you next time